You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jesper. And I'm Autumn. <laughs> this is uh, episode 35 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And uh, today we're going to talk a bit about how difficult it is to write every day. And uh, sometimes things are just getting in the way and it can be difficult to continue to write every single day. And we're probably also going to touch on what you can do to overcome it. I'm not sure we have all the answers, but I think we can probably give you some ideas on it. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess we need to start to say sort of welcome to the new Am Writing Fantasy. Are we not supposed to say that maybe? Uh, I feel like it's new. This is our first real like dedicated podcast. So yay. Um, we've got some learning to do about how we're doing this. It's a whole new setup, a whole new recording system. Um, I'm currently on the road. So I'm sitting outside next to a library in Canada in Port, Port Colborne. Uh, so if anyone is from the area listening, hey, I love your town. It's really awesome. I love your library. But I'm sitting outside because there's no, I don't want to disturb the other library listeners. So if you hear a little bit of traffic in cicadas on this beautiful August day, that's because, um, hey, we're just kind of winging this and learning. And they always say, never wait until the the situation is optimal. They see this about writing all the time, too. You can't wait for everything to be perfect because nothing will ever be perfect. And then you'll just keep waiting. <laughs> so we're doing this. And I'm really excited about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we sort of have a, a, a game plan here for how we want to structure this podcast episode. But I sort of feel like a until we get the hang of it, we we run the risk of getting lost in our own new format we here, but we'll see how it goes today. <laughs> so everyone bear with us. This yeah. will only get better, but hopefully you're as excited as we are to be really launching our podcast and moving away from YouTube is now our secondary channel, but we're still going to have something up there for the people, our dedicated fans who are still on YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody can listen to the Am Writing Fantasy stuff anywhere, almost. <laughs> That's right. We want to make so, sure you no are No difference writing. if you... <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you prefer podcast or if you prefer YouTube, well, it's all good. The only difference is that you can't see us anymore, so we can sort of sit in our pajamas here like we <laughs> talked about last week and... Uh, yeah, you will have no idea, will you? No, no but I, since I'm sitting outside, I am not in pajamas today. So maybe next time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was just thinking if, if we hear like a police car or something, then we know why. <laughs> yeah, if I disappear very suddenly, um, just don't ask. But post bail, no. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we uh, we also tucked in some uh, a bit of music there in the beginning, as you can hear. And uh, throughout the podcast, we have a few other sort of music pieces that we're going to use. And by the end of the episode, there's also some music. So I will be curious to know what uh, what the listeners thinks of the branding music. Uh, I mean, 
we you and I autumn have been debating a bit about the the branding music when we got it recorded uh, we as you can hear we we paid somebody other than ourselves to to do the uh, the recording of that music and of course he's a a ton better than than we are at at that stuff but but yet i mean we we sort of tried to find a way what do what did we want him to say and 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 what music should there be in the background and whatnot but i i don't know i mean maybe we have just have to ask people what yeah they think. let us know that'd be really great we love feedback so that's that's important to us and you know i we're all adapting so you know take that with a grain of salt but what do you think about our new intro and our new music we'd love to hear yeah, I mean, maybe at some point we could uh, get something else recorded if we wanted, but uh, but at least for now we'll stick with this stuff. Uh, uh, but but that doesn't mean that we don't want to hear what you think of it, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll change it. <laughs> yeah. At least uh, it's funny because when we were doing uh, YouTube, we were always told also by the YouTube consultant that yeah, but you do not take music more than fifteen seconds uh, <laughs> because people hate it. <laughs> but, but I think uh, on a podcast, I think it's it's different. So here, hopefully, we can uh, we can have a bit more music. I, I like music. Like I said, when we were uh, you know, and I were debating switching from YouTube to podcast. I think podcast is going to fit us better. Um, I'm not very good at, you know, jumping up there and showing everything and being on video where I like to get in depth. And I think readers like to get in depth. We're, we're a little bit of a slower crowd. And I think listening is something we're much more attuned to. Just like that's why audiobooks are so popular. You know, it's it, this is like the audio version instead of the movie adaptation, and I don't want to do the movie adaptation. I've never wanted to be an actor or an actress, so this I think this will fit us very well, and I hope it fits our re- our listeners. And like I said, let us know what you think if this is something that's working for you. Yeah, 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 and and basically, what we also wanted to do is uh, start these podcasts by. Sharing a bit of a you know a personal story, what's is ha- what is happening in our life and and so forth, rather than just uh, you know getting into the topic and and then that's it. Because I I think at least when I listen to podcasts, I like to hear sort of what's going on in in the host's personal life and and whatnot. So so we're gonna we're gonna do that a bit in the beginning of each episode here, and then of course if some of you listeners if you, if you don't like to listen to to that <laughs> then uh, you just sort of skip 10 minutes into each episode and then you'll get into the topic uh, or something like that maybe 15 minutes i don't know we'll see how it goes <laughs> i'm lost here <laughs> i think we're doing great but yeah so i think we still have a little bit of time and i'll share something i've already mentioned i'm on the road so my husband and i have set out on a little two-month adventure through the united states that's coming to an end and we've been actually traveling for four years on the road. We've done almost 100,000 miles across the U.S. and Canada. Oh, my I God. I know. And I've loved it. Oh, my gosh. The things we've seen. It's been so inspiring. And I could tell stories for years and years and years uh, about what we've done and seen. And I'm hardly done. But I also think we're coming to a new transition period. And I'm excited because... Believe it or not, traveling every day was actually getting 
in some ways frustrating. So we are secretly looking at a right. small community in the somewhere I never thought I'd want to move, but I'm super excited. So I'm hoping I'll have big news to share in maybe a few weeks, maybe a couple months about a, a new location and some new things I'll be digging into. And stable internet. Oh my gosh, that'd be so exciting <laughs> for this. I'm trying to imagine having a door I can close because you, you know, the listeners can't see what my camper looks like, the what we traveled in. But it's um, not a solid vehicle. It's not a solid camper. It has a canvas top to it as well. So it's not soundproof either. But <laughs> it is my home. And you and I have recorded videos and we've done so much stuff and put up with some poor sound quality. But can you imagine both of us with having like doors that we can close and telling our significant others and spouses. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Right? Be quiet. This is my time. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And, and I have to say you, you've been really good at posting pictures. Autumn. <laughs> uh, I like when I see your, your traveling pictures on, on Facebook, there's some truly amazing nature. I mean, of course, bear in mind that I'm, I'm from Denmark, you know, this country is just flat. <laughs> there's nothing except fields, and flatness here so when you're posting all your mountain pictures or whatever you know that's just awesome for me i'll make sure i go back and share some more i will have i have enough pictures to last for years and um where we're thinking of going to doesn't have many mountain pictures but the area is gorgeous and i can't wait to take those pictures too ah cool and you know what <clears throat> because i'm not traveling so i'm usually at home and i have stable internet and uh I then am able to watch stuff like Netflix and whatnot. Have, have you ever watched uh, the Danish series uh, called The Rain? Autumn? Yes, actually, I have. I've watched, is it what, two or three seasons now? I've watched all of them. I think there's yeah. two seasons, yeah. They, they released the second season recently. But that's pretty cool because uh, that you actually watched it because I wanted to, to talk a bit about that because... <laughs> I'm really, really like, I cannot make up my mind what I'm thinking because the first season was okay. And then recently they uploaded the second season and then I've been watching the second season as well. And it's like, so you have these moments in the story where actually it's it's pretty good. You know, they, they build tension really nicely and, and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, okay, this this is cool. And then they... They put the most amateurish, insane bad dialogue in the middle of everything. All of all of a sudden, you know, the characters are just saying the stupidest stuff, and and I I get completely pulled out of the story. And it's like, what the hell? I mean, how can you simultaneously build a very very good and interesting story and then have characters that are just saying the stupidest stuff? I mean, I I don't get it. I agree. I especially there was a few parts like the rain. Obviously, the name it's very important. Especially the first series, it's an amazingly frightening event when it rains. The second series, watch how many times it rains and no one freaks out. And I'm wondering, did something change? Did I miss something huge? But there are times, too, that characters disappear and no one's looking for them. And these are supposed to be like a tough band of friends. And there were definitely times I'm like, this is great. And so many other times I'm like, oh, can we just fast forward through this, please? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the only thing I, I, I would say, though, when it comes to uh, to this um, uh, second season here, the 
the way that they build over if you look at this sort of if you see this season as a character arc for 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 Rasmus you uh-huh. know the guy who who has this uh, curse in him or or this virus in him if you look at the character arc i really think that they one thing they do incredibly well with that second season is to build a supervillain oh, yes. you know if you're looking at it as that i mean you by the end of the season the last episode i'm not i'm not, not going to spoil anything <laughs> but you have basically giving that guy every single reason why he is going to take out revenge on everything. And and there is a solid reason for it. And I think that is extremely yes. well done. And I think the developing relationship of his sister, and now I can't remember her sort of boyfriend, sort of not boyfriend's name, is also very good. And some other quirks with Osmos too, with uh, he gets a love interest and how that pans out is just... Yeah, I definitely, I, even when I write, I like to throw in a little bit of romance. I think it, it's important. It kind of gets everyone warm and fuzzy. And talk about building tension. You just yank the romance strings out from under somebody and <laughs> collapses worlds over that. So I really do enjoy, uh, there are some major parts of it that they do a fantastic job developing. And that's it's worth watching. I don't regret watching it. It's not the best one out there. I might share with you, um, there's one I'm watching that I can't wait to ask if you've seen, because it's one of those shows where I've given up trying to figure out what's going to happen, and I'm just trusting the writers. They will do (laughs) what I don't expect them to do, and it'll be fantastic. And it's amazing when you find a show or a book or anything that you just finally give up trying to figure out and say, yes, entertain me. Indeed. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. All right. Uh, you know, one thing we talked about as well, Autumn, and I, I'm not sure if we ever sort of concluded on it, but maybe we can uh, maybe we can outsource this to the audience or listeners here, actually. That's probably a good idea. But I, I'm not sure if we ever figured out if it was possible to leave comments on the Google Podcast app or the native Apple Podcast app. I know we figured out that if you go to the Podbean site uh, on Am Writing Fantasy, then people can leave comments. But I'm not sure if we figured the other stuff out. I have not managed to as of yet, so I'm not sure. So if any listeners know how we can get the comments section live on Apple and Google, how we can get access to those other than logging in, I guess, and checking them ourselves, that would be great. Uh, we'd love some pointers if some people are really like good at commenting and love leaving feedback and just know how the whole thing works. Yeah, and the, the easiest thing is actually just to uh, see if you're able to leave a comment on the on the Google Podcast app or the or the or your Apple Podcast app and and, and see what happens. I have no idea if we're going to receive an email notification that there was a comment, but <laughs> but try it out and uh, we'll see what happens actually because it it would be cool for us to just hear uh, what you think of uh, this first um, this first episode in the new this format. This encouragement is but, welcome. Uh, always but i also wanted to mention that um it was really funny because we posted on patreon about these changes that we were going to make obviously we for the for the patreon members we um we post uh, or they they have early access to to the episode so we posted it a couple of days in advance and then uh, on patreon moosebeard uh, went in and he actually wrote a whole story 
around how the uh, Am Writing Fantasy podcast had changed from YouTube to uh, to a podcast, and he was sort of making a story around the you know the Palantine from Lord of the Rings, you know that that sort of uh, sphere that they look through and. Uh, and they can see far off lands and all that stuff. And he was like, "Oh no, you know, we cannot see in the Palantine anymore and whatnot." It, it was really, it was really funny. Uh, so I just wanted to thank uh, Moosebeard for for that uh, that story he posted. That was so yes, funny. It's always good to get a chuckle. I love, I love. That's why I've always enjoyed um, working with writers. Even Twitter, when it was 140 characters, the snippets, the snarky cleverness of writers just always makes me smile and. It's fantastic. So, but I was going to mention that, you know, it's, we're still figuring out. We love comments. Uh, we get them from Patreon. We're hoping to figure out how to get them through the podcast. We have had a few. Thank you, Irish, for going in and showing us that, hey, comments do work on the Podbean site at the very least. But we do also have the M Writing Fantasy group. And I was looking through the comments in there and I thought it was really interesting that what someone had recently posted that character names should never start with the same letter. I don't know if you saw that one in the our private Facebook group, Jesper, but I thought that was interesting because I've heard, you know, try not to have the same name, but the same first letter, like, oh yeah, I've broken that quite a lot. And it was interesting seeing the, the follow-up comments of what other people thought on that one. And I don't know about you. I mean, have you tried to avoid even the first letter, the same first letter, or do you just try to make sure that they sound or look incredibly different? <laughs> it's so funny because at some point I was, uh, I was, I was talking. I think, I think it was in a YouTube video, to be honest, but I cannot remember where it was. But at some point, I, I was basically giving the same <laughs> advice, saying, you know, you shouldn't. Or maybe it's in the plotting book, actually. I, I can't remember anymore. But anyway, there was some place where I was giving the advice that um, that you should really avoid that. And then the funny thing is that in my own Keystone Bone trilogy, the two main characters have the same <laughs> first letter for their names. So it's so stupid. So it's one of those things, you know, do as I say, don't do not do as I do. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess, I like I said, I've always heard, you know, try to keep it away, try to keep them looking different. I have read a book that was historical fiction, and I think three characters had very almost identical, if you said them, they were identical names. But again, it was historical, and that's true to the history at the time, and they tried to separate them by doing different spellings. But while I'm writing fantasy... I think the worst I can say, though, is that I didn't realize this until I was doing the audiobook that I had a character, Darag, and I also had one, Dahal, and I realized, oh my gosh, that is like two letters different, and I make sure I don't do that again. But no one's ever commented on it. No one's ever gotten them confused. So I've, oh, okay. I don't know, and I still... They both started with the. You're good yeah, to go, I mean, look at George R. R. Martin. Can you imagine if he had no characters for the same first? He had 150 named characters i believe in the first set of books uh yeah uh, so how could you there's only <laughs> how many letters in the alphabet so you gotta have to start repeating yourself at some point yeah indeed yeah i i guess so i guess so <laughs> uh i think the other thing i i should just mention here um before we transition into the actual content of of today's um uh, episode was just that if you're listening to this episode when it releases on the 26th of August, then actually the next 
live Q&A session is on the 2nd of, of September, which means that if you head on over to Patreon, uh, just you can find the link in the episode uh, show notes here. But if you have a, a head over, over to Patreon and if you join on the Adult Dragon tier, that's the $5 one, we have actually just changed the reward system so that you will be able to join us on the 2nd of September for a live Q&A session. So uh, if you're interested, head, head over to Patreon, check out uh, how we set up all the rewards. There, there is a ton of rewards for that you're going to get your hands on for uh, basically as, as little as a dollar a month. But if you want to access to the Q&A session, then that's the $5 tier. But uh, head over, over and, uh, yes, and check out. Come join us. So, writing every day, Autumn. <laughs> I, <laughs> I swear by that. I teach it, and I've sort of changed my mind. Oh, oh my, now I'm interested. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I do think it's incredibly important, but I also think doing something every single day, yes, it's important to have the hab- habit, but it's also important to... Build in time off. Why do we have vacations from work? Why do we, you know, even do different things like date nights with our spouses to kind of shake things up? And I think every once in a while, we even have to give ourselves a break because, you know, usually you tell someone, write every day. And if you don't, you know, you should feel bad. You're a bad writer. You did not write today. Mm. And. Mm. I actually, you know this, I just reached a stress point earlier this month that really came out of nowhere. I think it had been building for a while, but it really hit me hard, surprisingly. And I, I don't break, I'm, I'm the rock in my relationship in my life. I know nothing usually shakes me, but I had an earthquake. So it does happen. And I needed some time off. And I stopped feeling guilty and said, I'm taking, I think it's been two weeks now. I've written maybe two days. And if it comes, I'm like, that's fantastic. But I'm not pushing myself because I needed a break. I felt like the well had not only run dry, like the gas tank had run dry. I was sucking up the sludge in the bottom and it was crap and I knew it was crap and I wasn't loving any second of it. And that's not why I write. Mm. And yeah, I think I'm a writer. It is important to keep writing. Um, I It is a business to me as much as a job. And you do show up every day, but that's not true. You get vacations at work. You get sick days. You do get time off. And haven't, ta- haven't taken a break, I'm excited about things again. I'm si- excited about the story again. I think I really, I didn't realize how low I'd gotten, but I needed it. And now I'm thinking, you know what? Why don't we, you get weekends off from your job. Why do we tell writers to write every single day without even saying, take a break once a month? Give yourself a day off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I follow your line of thinking here, but but I'm also, well, I'm going to challenge you a bit as well. <laughs> That's good. That's why we're a partnership. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, the way I, I mean, okay, th- this is difficult because it's like walking a very, very fine balance because I fully agree that it's very easy for writing and, and the author's business side of your life to basically take over. And that is certainly not healthy. So I, I'm fully in agreement with you that, you know, you shouldn't like, let everything take over and, and basically, you know, grind yourself to, to the ground uh, by stress and, and having to write. And 
you probably if you follow a bit along on the on the internet uh, the listener here then you've probably seen all the facebook groups and whatnot where it's sort of become well popular to say that you should be publishing books every month and if you don't publish book every month then the amazon gods don't like you and it's gonna be shit you know and I don't prescribe to that. I don't think that's true. And I think that's only going to drive you to your stress, basically, right? So, so that's certainly not healthy. And then said, saying all that, then at the same time, we are writers. So we, we do need to write. But then if I'm looking at myself, for example, then because we are also running this am writing fantasy business and, and we are basically running like, you know, courses and, and we are currently recording a course for world building as well. And so, I mean, if I'm looking at myself, I have not written anything since I finished the first draft of our plotting book, which is probably like, I don't know, maybe four or five weeks ago, maybe more. I'm not sure, but it's a long time ago. And I've not written any fiction words ever since, or nonfiction words in that case, but I've not written anything other than I've been writing scripts for the course and recording course modules and whatnot. But if I had to do both, I would probably get pretty stressed out. So I just sort of said, okay, I'm going to be done with the courses first. And then afterwards, I'm going, you know, then Autumn is uh, reviewing or editing our plotting book. And then at some point that's done and we'll get into our, our fiction writing again. But why I'm, why I'm struggling with this basically, Autumn, is because I cannot either advocate that you sort of come up with excuses for yourself to not write, meaning that, oh, okay, I need to do the course, so now I can't do anything else, or I need to do Facebook ads, so now I can't do anything else, you know, because that's it also happens that people come up with excuses for themselves not to write, right? So I don't know. I'm really struggling with this one. I have to do because I was going to say that it kind of also depends on what you define as writing. Are we just going to talk about fiction? Because I have been writing. I've been writing on the Patreon posts. I've got other things that I've been working on. But I've, I think I'm definitely talking about uh, more like the book, a story, and you know, because sometimes I yeah, switch. that's also what I yeah, talked about. Exactly. So that's, but again, I do think we often don't credit authors to consider that writing is writing. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes you're writing sales copy, book blurbs. All of those things do also count to writing, but there's something different. So another pressure with working on a story development and getting it going and developing and creating mm. that. And so I have to admit, I, there is that, that, part of me that says is it you know are you making an excuse have you not written for a very long time or in general are you writing every single day you're usually really really good at it and some days you just need a day to go maybe read a book or take a walk to the beach just go do something else that doesn't involve you know picking up your your story and developing it or maybe just you know taking a day off and maybe just thinking about it and seeing what comes out of that instead yeah. of working it's it. a tough one isn't it i mean it's really tough it is i i mean <laughs> because it's, it's also like you know if you're gonna make a living from writing you you have to write it's not like if you know if i go into a day to a day job it's not like i can go to the boss and say you know today i'm just not feeling it i think i'm like I have workers block today, <laughs> so maybe I'm not gonna do. I'm gonna go to the beach. You know, it doesn't work like that. Well, you, you don't have and, and if you're right, come on. 
you know, yeah, I'm not saying that it, it can never happen that you take a day off, and that is not what I'm saying, and that's that's fine. But but I think there's also a bit of uh, not for everybody, but for some people, there's a bit of too much coming up with excuses for why I don't feel I, I don't feel the story today or well I'm a bit tired today I'll write tomorrow but, but it, you know if you want to make a living from writing you have to you have to write right I mean am I wrong <laughs> no it's very true I I do not disagree with you and I mean by slowing down taking a break I've had to readjust my timelines and tell my readers that hey I know I said I wanted to finish this draft at the end of August and I just needed for some personal issues I needed to push that back to the end of September because I just needed a break but at the same time I do think that you know it does come down to keeping things realistic knowing if you do need a break but again I think uh, you and I definitely, when we're writing, we have a tendency to make sure we're writing every single day, literally seven days a week. I have, I always keep a minimum word count, which is easy. I mean, it's 500 words. Even when I'm stressed, busy, I try to get up in the morning and write 500 words, which is like half an hour. If I can't put a half an hour aside to write, to at least keep things going, that's really kind of sad. But, you know, I do know a few authors who write 5,000 words a day. Um, she turns out a book mm. literally, I think, every month She or, you know, a month and a half, two months max between the editing and everything else. And I had once admire her and also yeah. think 5,000 words. That's all. There's so much more I want to do in a day other than just write that story. <laughs> I have, you know, a husband. I have a dog. I, I'm a graphic artist. I like talking to other authors. I don't think I yeah. want to spend eight hours in a cafe writing 5,000 words, but I know. <laughs> no, that, that, that's where I love the dictation, right? Yeah. Because I, I think I can turn out like three, probably three, 4,000 words in two to that's three amazing. hours. Right. And, and then I'm done. But of course it's first draft material, right? right? You, you still need to do all the editing and whatnot, but afterward, and it's not, it's not pretty prose, but the story is there. <laughs> And that's the main thing, you know, get the story out and, and get that recorded, then you can make it sound nice afterwards. That's true. Of course, I, I try to do a fairly clean first draft, but I still, I, everyone's got to do editing and it's got to be decent. But I do think there's, like I said, I'm seeing a benefit for having taken a little bit of time off because I really hit the bottom of the barrel. But is every author going to hit that? I mean, I've been publishing since 2012 and this is my first break i think and i can say it's not even a true break because it's um i have been doing other types of writing i just haven't i've only plucked like i said i've plucked away at my story i think i've done a thousand words in two weeks that is so abysmal but it feels i feel ready to look at it again and i know i'm ready to look at it again so i know myself i know my habits and so maybe yeah i'm gonna say if you've been writing for seven years and you want to take a two-week break break i'm gonna say go ahead that's probably okay <laughs> it's really fine <laughs> to go ahead that's probably yeah, that's okay. probably okay but if you've only been writing seven days and it's your first attempt ever in writing maybe you should you know work at that a little bit more if you haven't ever finished a book if you've never finished you know if you're st- been working on a chapter for a month it's time to finish that chapter and move on so those are the important things you do need to keep going i you know i've always said even just a sentence at least keep it going make the story feel alive at least give yourself a little bonus saying i sat down today all that came out was one decent sentence but 
you did it. That's important. Mm. Yeah, and of course, there's also a diff. I mean, well, we were just talking talking about thousands of words there, but but I mean, if you just you know write 250 words a day, uh, you know, a year from now you'll have you a will. novel. You'll get there. Right? And again, think about. That's why I teach what, you know, how we teach what we do and having an outline. If you have your end goal in sight, like I'm writing a novella, I know how many chapters it's going to be. I know what chapter I'm on. I know what's going to happen next. So I know exactly where I am. And I think that really helps to knowing where your finish line is. The author I know who writes that 5,000 words a day, they, they literally, they already have it all figured out, the exact word count. And they're basically checking boxes off every single day saying i did this i did this i did this and it is it is truly a business and a work schedule and a milestones and everything else that they've basically got a business plan with every single book they write i Mm. i'm impressed and terrified of that at the same time but it shows you how much you know you can put out and she's making a living from her writing and that's one reason it's so serious for her yeah and of course i mean there there is a few different things that you can do to make sure that at least it becomes easier to to stick to to the writing part i mean we human beings are creatures of habit so if we if you can link your writing and into a habit or make it become a habit and what i mean by that is that for example i like to say either write first thing in the morning before there is any distractions that can derail you or write late in the evening when for example everybody else in the house has gone to bed and you know that that you cannot no longer be distracted by something because then at least you will you'll protect your writing time and i think it's important to protect that writing time and um, maybe it's it's also good to uh, well i don't know it, it probably that this is not so important for me but maybe it'll help some other people and and maybe i don't know what you think about it autumn but if you could train your body to sort of recognize some signals that would probably be good you know like if i put on some certain music then my body is trained to know okay this is because i'm gonna write or maybe i I make myself a special cup of tea every evening before and then i know okay now it's time to write I, i think I don't know. Maybe that'll be helpful for some people. I think it does. Those little writing rituals, I think, are actually really key. I I think they could be a... Sometimes it could be a disadvantage because if you have... I had myself trained when I was working full-time. I would come home, see my husband, I'd make a cup of tea, I'd sit down with my laptop, and do not talk to me for like an hour and 45 minutes. This is my time. I'm writing a book. And then it would be like social time, make dinner. But then if sometimes I'd have a Saturday and I suddenly had three hours and it wasn't the right time. My body and my mind were not like, oh, you want to write now? Right. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> Forget it. I'm not going to. <laughs> it would take longer to get into the story, but I, and I would almost do the exact, I could have three hours instead of like 45 minutes and I'd only get right. probably the same amount of work done. And it's like, well, darn. So you have to, yeah, it, it helps when you maybe don't make it time dependent, but maybe routine dependent music, you know, put on music, put on, sit down at your writing desk to make sure you turn off all your apps that could possibly ping you and tell you that someone just left the new comment on Instagram and you have to go see it. Don't just turn all that stuff off and start writing. Mm, mm. And I do think that is very important, but it shouldn't be the only thing. If you're spontaneous, then just go for it. 
Right. Yeah, I can't remember if I ever asked you before, but do you believe in writer's block, Autumn? I don't. I. For me, the only time that yeah, was a tough one. Huh? Surprised this on me. I think yeah. I do believe in writer's block in some ways. I've never had it where the story was completely dead to me, but I've had I've hit walls that I've learned to realize are usually my subconscious saying something is missing. And every time when right. I stepped back and looked at everything, looked at the plot, tried to figure out what was going on, I would be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just missed this thread. This Everything would have gone off the rails if I hadn't stopped here. And that's usually what it is for me. It's usually a sign my subconscious is seeing something that I consciously did not see. But I've never had a complete like, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm sitting here staring at a blank page. I can't write a word. I don't know you could give me a piece of lint and i'll put a character on it and i could probably write five thousand words it's not <laughs> it's not difficult it's not, yeah, I, it's not that no. i can't write but maybe i don't want to write what i'm supposed to be writing but i can always write <laughs> yeah i mean i don't believe in writer's block in the sense that you can sort of run out of creativity which i think is also what you're mentioning there i mean i i for me writer's block is, is just a it's a symptom that you don't know what's going to happen next. That's the problem, right? You, you've sort of gotten to a stage in the story where I'm a bit stuck here. I don't know what the characters are going to do next or what's going to happen next. And at least for me, I found that the outlining just helps tremendously to keep the writing going because I always know what's going to happen next. I, I never get no, stuck. I agree. I then, of course, some people can start saying, well, if you outline it, and this is something I talked a bit about uh, or we talk a bit about in the in the plotting book, which of course we have not released yet, but <laughs> trust us, it's there. <laughs> but we talk it in, yeah, it's there on a file. <laughs> but um, we talk there a bit about how some people feel like, well, if you know what's going to happen, then there's no excitement in writing it because you. But that, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, in one way or another, I, I can sort of follow the logic on that. But on the other hand, the fact that I know what's going to happen and I know exactly where it's going just means that it saves me so much time in editing plot holes <laughs> and all that stuff or rewriting whole sections afterwards because there is no plot holes. No, I agree. That's, uh, I mean, I still find... So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's how I view writer's block. I, I don't really it's believe very, that I mean, it's anything yes, I, I other than it's just I don't think I do quite as strong a, an outline um, as you do, but I definitely, and I still find, you uh, know... You're breaking up Oh, no, sorry. Hopefully you can hear me now. Go ahead. Again. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. yeah. There we go. God, I love technology. It's we're zapping things around the world. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, <laughs> with plotting, I plot maybe not as as thoroughly as you do, but I always know what's happening in the chapter, and I've got to set up the scenes maybe a little bit, and sometimes new threads develop. And like I said, no matter how much you plot, sometimes something new can come up, and you realize you missed it, and that's usually when I realize that the story is not clicking for some reason and I pause and I figure it out and usually uh, sometimes add in chapters, figure out what's missing to really develop it. But I would think even with outlining, I'm always excited to write what's coming next because I can't wait to take what's a brief idea, you know, outline in a couple of sentences and turn it into a full-fledged scene with emotion and dialogue and characters like mm. moving and there are always those lulls that you're like, okay, I want to get to the next really big tension-filled moment. So it takes, you know, sometimes there's a 
some spots where you're like, okay, I just want to push through this. But usually I'm just excited. If I'm not excited to write, is yeah. the reader going to be excited to read it? No, that's true. But 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 you want to, I think there's an important point in, in what you just said there, because this thing about getting excited, I think there's a flip side to this that we need to be mindful of and be careful with, because I fully agree that, of course, you should be excited about what's happening in your own story and, and that stuff. But at the same time, it's so easy to to get blinded by a new idea or, you know, this happens so often. And this is probably why there's a million manuscripts in, in desk drawers around the world here. But, you know, people get a third way through their manuscript or their novel and then they feel like, well, I don't know, I, I don't quite feel the story anymore. And I have this other idea that is excellent so let me pause this novel and then i'll start writing that one instead and then they get a third way through that one and then the same thing happens again and i think you have to stick to it you know if you if you're gonna make any sort of money from writing you have to finish the, the novels you can't just jump every time you get excited by something new because it happens to all of it it happens to me as well often you know when i'm halfway through or a third way through or whatever, uh, through a novel, then I start getting exciting by the next book and what's going to happen there. But I can't just jump around all the time, right? I mean, it's never going to get done then. No, it's very true. I mean, we both tend to write series. You can't even in the it's one thing with a book, but you know, you're on book one or two of a series. You can't just say, ah, no, I'm going to go do this other one. Instead, you really, you make a choice, a prof- business choice, professional choice, a promise to your readers that you're going to finish what you start. So you're going to have to finish what you start even when you maybe want to go check out something new. And I have to admit, that's one reason to wrap back to where we started. One reason I've taken a writer's break the last two weeks is that, you know, there's a few other ideas and crazy scenes that I'm kind of tempted to just go, just, just do something fun and get myself going on those. And I'm kind of resisting that pull. And then then the wonderful thing happened here with technology that uh, (laughs) I think Olive just lost her her connection there. And I'm kind of resisting (laughs) that pull to start something um, slowly here. But yeah, this happens when you're on the move. And as we said in the beginning, hopefully uh, Autumn will uh, get into to a stable place with stable internet in the near future. But uh, yeah, it just dropped the connection, but it happens. So I don't know what good point she was about to make, but I guess what I could tell you is at least uh, another little trick that some people talk about is that uh, whether or not you should end the chapters uh, or you should stop in the middle of a chapter. Um, And because I'm sort of a checklist kind of guy, I really like to end chapters completely because then I feel good about myself that I know that that chapter is done and then I can move on to the next day tomorrow. But there are also authors who swear by actually doing stopping middle of a sentence in the middle of a chapter because then basically you, you jump straight into the flow the, the day after. So, so that's another little trick that you can apply if you find that helpful. So I guess the conclusion is that don't get derailed and next Monday we'll cover how to handle bad reviews.
If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.